Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Thank you to each of you for choosing to be here today, for we know that you have many, many different options for spiritual growth and experience, and we thank you for choosing the Portland Center for Spiritual Living. To our podcast listeners, wherever you are in this global universe, know that you are always welcome at the Portland Center for Spiritual Living. And we're thrilled to be concluding our Back to Basics series which features the first four chapters of the Science of Mind text written by Ernest Holmes, founder of Religious Science. I promise we're not moving through the entire text, just the first four chapters. And today we are featuring chapter four in terms of how we can use it. And it is God is. But let's do a quick little review. Last week, we looked at how it works, where we um, explored the creative process. And we used the analogy of the seed, the soil, the plant. And that is that each of our thoughts is like a seed. We plant it in the soil, which is the law. And what do we know about the law? It always says yes, and it produces a form after the kind of seed that's planted. So if I plant a tomato seed, I'm going to get a tomato plant. So we looked at that. The other thing that we looked at last week was our at-home activity. You had an invitation to take a look at two things. One was to be very mindful of the words that you're using and really be aware. Are the words that you are speaking about your intention for 2018, are these words life-affirming and moving you, advancing you forward in the direction of realizing that intention, or are they negating, meaning that it's shutting down that vital desire that you spoke of you wrote it down, you spoke it out loud, and it was affirmed on uh, New Year's Eve day at our Golden Bowl service. So the question is, what kind of words am I using, and is it life-affirming, or is it negating that intention? The second thing that you were invited to participate in is to begin the practice of saying no to anything that does not move you in the and advance you in the direction of your dream. Because new good cannot flow into cluttered, crowded spaces. And oftentimes we say yes to things that we have no business saying yes to. It's not really ours to do. So that was last week. So in reading chapter four this week, remember last week I said that Ernest Holmes was very prolific in his descriptions of the thing itself. There were 34 different descriptors of the thing itself this week. There's more than 20, but these are a few of my favorite. Intelligence from which everything comes the law of good, principle of life, spirit of truth, the invisible, and ultimate essence. So this is what we are referring to when LaRonda sing, is singing, God is, God is, the intelligence from which everything comes, the law of good, principle of life, spirit of truth, the invisible, and the ultimate essence. So what about today? We're going to be talking about how to use it. So it's the principle 
of mental practice. And here's what Ernest Holmes has to say. We know only as much as we can prove by actual demonstration. And it has been proven that by thinking correctly and by conscious mental use of the law of mind, we can cause it to do definite things for us, through us. So there's three points we'll explore today. Letting the law of good work for us by focusing on what, not how, planting one seed at a time with the power of consistent right action, and then learning from everything. So let's get started. Letting the law of good work for you, for each of us, by focusing on what, not how. So we've learned over the past several weeks that God is love and God is law. So there is a law of good that governs all of our affairs, whether we are conscious of it or not. And because it is law, the law plays no favorites. It works in all situations for everyone. It does respond to each and every one of us. And Ernest says this, we are surrounded by an intelligent force and substance from which all things come. It is around us in its original state, ready and willing to take form through the impulse of our creative belief. It works for us by flowing through us. And if we want to look a little deeper, Jesus, the master teacher, stated this in Mark 11, verse 12. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Notice the emphasis on a few words. What things. He didn't say how. He said what things. He also said believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. So key words, what, believe, and have. And this wisdom emphasizes that there is a law of good at work in our life. And one, it knows how to create. It does not need our instruction on how to create. It already knows how to create. It also is of this infinite lavish substance, so everything is available. The divine creative plan is available with all of the details for its own creation. And here's a really important point for each of us. It is ready It is willing to take form through the impulse of our belief. So the movement of our thought, the movement of our belief in mind moves the law into action. It jumps into action with alacrity. That's one of my favorite words. Okay, so there's good news here. We don't need to spend our time figuring out how our good is going to reveal itself. Our only job is to be very clear on what it is that we want. Remember, we stated our intentions. We had them affirmed at our golden bowl ceremony. And then to hold steadfast to that truth that the law of good is at work and it is revealing our good right here, right now. And there's even more good news. Because the law is a natural process, it always says yes, we can relax into it. We don't have to strain and struggle to feel like we have to make something happen. We can rest assured that when we state an intention, 
the what has been placed into the law, the law of good is at work in our life and we can walk with absolute certainty, with calm confidence and limitless trust that this good is revealing itself in our life right here, right now. And Ernest Holmes reminds us that what we desire is available. Here's what he says. Since we are dealing with that which is limitless, knowing no big and no little, the possibility of our demonstration rests not in the principle, but in our acknowledgement of and embody, embodiment in it, the desires we, the ideas we desire. And so the law is, principle always works, and it's up to us to be very clear about what we want and surrender it to the law. So let's move to planting the seed one at a time with consistent right action. Because in this vast domain of infinite possibility, one of the things that I found myself doing is taking the scenic by route. Does anybody else know about the scenic bypass? It's kind of like I have an intention and I start moving forward and then it's like shiny object, shiny object, and here I am over here. And pretty soon I'm on a meandering road. So the important thing is to remember our heartfelt intention and to stay focused and to ensure that through consistent right action, we are moving forward in the direction of our intention. Now, there's nothing wrong with the scenic by route because eventually we get back to the path of our desire. It's just that it might take a little bit longer. So I want to illustrate this process of consistent right action with a true story. Many of us may be familiar with the daffodil story. And it's a story that began in 1958. And it's the story of a five-acre garden filled with more than one million daffodil bulbs. Each bulb planted one at a time by one woman. The daffodil garden is located in Running Springs, California, and it is said to be the largest daffodil garden in the world. It is the masterpiece of a former art teacher in the Los Angeles Unified School District, Alma Jean Bauer. In 1958, Jean, as she prefers to be uh, called, started planting her garden of daffodils, planting them one by one by one in a mountain hillside next to her residence. The hillside wilderness was of poor, rocky soil, yet Alma had an artist's vision of daffodil drifts, large clusters of flowering plants flowing up and down the mountainside next to her residence. Alma Jean planted the first 48 bulbs in 1958, and here's how she describes her persistence. One at a time by one woman. Two hands, two feet, and very little brain. For more than four decades, Jean continued to envision where a new drift of daffodil bulbs would be planted. In a media interview, she stated, once I decide where a drift will be planted, I use a shovel to turn the, over the soil to the depth of eight to 10 inches. Drifts are now composed of five to 6,000 bulbs, and I always begin at the bottom of the slope 
and work uphill. One visitor described the garden in this way. Before me lay the most glorious sight. It looked as though someone had taken a great vat of gold and poured it down over the mountain peaks and slopes. The flowers were planted in majestic, swirling patterns. Great ribbons and swaths of deep orange, white lemon yellow, salmon pink, saffron, and butter yellow. Each different colored variety was planted as a group so that it swirled and flowed like its own river with its own unique hue. There were five acres of flowers. The private garden is no longer open for public viewing as Jean retired in 2009. However, the legacy of her garden that she created leaves many gems which we can use and apply to realizing our mighty intentions for 2018. First, the power of a vision with strong intention. Jean, as an artist, envisioned these drifts of bulbs, of daffodils, flowing up and down the mountainside. She painted a picture in her mind. In science of mind, we call that a mental equivalent. It was strong, it was beautiful, and she took, secondly, consistent right action. She consistently planted one bulb at a time within that vision that she was holding for her garden. She trusted the soil to do the work. She didn't plant a bulb and then go back and dig it up and say, well, is it growing? Is it ready to blossom? She planted it and she let the soil nurture it so that that bulb could bloom into full blossom. She held steadfast to her vision and allowed the accumulation of time to reveal a magnificent, awe-inspiring garden. And so it is with us. Infinite possibility is available to us, and with one thought seed at a time, consistently planting one seed, one seed, one seed, and allowing the accumulation of time that vision can blossom into a mighty, magnificent garden. The law of good is at work for us. And when we define what we want and we use consistent right action and continue to plant seeds that move us in the direction of that intention, there is absolutely no doubt that it is going to blossom. And so let's move to the next, and that is that we can learn from everything. When we are bold and we dare to state a new intention, for example, releasing limitation, we're placing ourselves into a new and learning spiritual growth mode. And often what happens is there are missteps, there's mistakes, wrong turns, and failures. They're going to happen, and yet there is really no mistake here absolutely everything is perfect. Nothing is wasted, for we can learn from those mistakes, those missteps, those wrong turns, those failures. And the key is we focus on progress, not perfection. We give ourselves permission to take the step, because with every step, we're refining and fine-tuning our skills and allowing the law of good 
to work for us. Now, I'll give you an example. A couple weeks ago, I shared with you that my 2018 intention is to be peace and harmony in all that I think, say, and do. I also shared with you that my major challenge is shoplifters at my place of employment. And I shared with you that since I stated the intention, I had a polite shoplifter in that as he brushed past me, he said, excuse me. (laughs) Well, I have another example, and that is a considerate shoplifter. We noticed there was a man in the men's department and of course going after the high-end name brands filled a cart full of merchandise. And he left the department and I called the other end of the store and said, I know he's headed for the doors in the garden center. I said, and she said, they're locked so he can't get out. I said, well, then he's going to try the home door because I said, he's headed to the other side of the store. So... I happened to be on the floor and I said, I think I'm going to go and get the returns at the customer service desk, which just happens to place me by the home door. And so there I am talking to the manager and sure enough, he headed for the garden door and we just stood there. He saw that we were looking at him. So he turned around and he headed back to go to the home, uh, go to the apparel department. I called my manager and I said, he's on his way back. And so she greeted him at the entrance and said, is there something special that you're looking for? Did you forget something? Well, he realized there was really no hope of getting out of the store unseen. And here's how considerate he was. He abandoned that cart of merchandise at the location of where he loaded it. We did not have to scout the entire store to find that merchandise and put it back where it belonged. It was all right there. So you see, I changed my mind about shoplifters. I chose to be peaceful, and now we have polite, considerate shoplifters. (laughs) Progress, not perfection. Well, there's also another thing that I've been doing. It's a spiritual practice that I read about in Science of Mind magazine uh, in the Daily Inspirations, and it was written by Reverend Dr. Margaret Stortz. And what she says is that for peace and tranquility to remember, to affirm, all's well, all's well, all's well. So when I see shoplifters walk in, because we can spot them a mile away, and there's that little clinch, rather than going into my frantic antics that I used to go into, I started repeating, all's well, all's well, all's well. And what Dr. Stortz tells us is that by repeating the mantra, we are saying yes and accepting divine equilibrium. We are doing two things. She said that first, we're saying that everything is in divine order, everything is flowing, and secondly, I am a part of it. And so therefore, I can remain calm. So here's the at-home activity if you're open to accepting this invitation. As you walk through your day and you experience challenges towards your mighty intention, it might be fear, doubt, uncertainty. I'm encouraging you to begin the centering practice of claiming in that very moment, all's well, all's well all's well. And allow yourself just a moment to say that mantra either out loud or non-verbally. 
and just feel the calm and the peace because when we're calm, divine guidance can come through and lead us to the perfect right next step. So let's conclude. First, there is a law of good at work in our life and there's three things we know about it. It knows how to create. It does not need our help in terms of how. It contains everything it needs for the fulfillment of its creation. Infinite substance, infinite possibility. And right here, right now, it is ready and willing to take form through the impulse of each of our creative belief. Our job is to be very clear about what it is that we desire and then surrender that desire to the law of good and be willing to receive it when it shows up. Remember the daffodil story. Choose our thought seeds and then carefully choose to plant one seed, one seed, one seed with consistent right action and allow that absolute accumulation of time to bring our vision into full bloom. And then third, choose to learn from everything. Allow those missteps, those mistakes, those wrong turns, the scenic by route, the failures, allow them to be guideposts for they're really helping us to learn how to better allow the law of good to bring into reality our vision for good. And always remember progress, not perfection. So in these ways, these ways, we expand our ability to allow that law of good and we experience actual demonstration. And when we experience actual demonstration, we build deeper and greater faith that yes, the law of good is working, is active in our life and our mighty, mighty visions are absolutely a possibility and absolutely revealing themselves in our lives. And that brings us all the way back to when we opened this series. And I read from the introduction by uh, Jean Houston, and there were a couple of words that she used that I would like to close with. She asked us to remember, these are the times, we are the people. This is the book that can help us to do it. I say, these are the times, we are the people, science of mind, spiritual principles is exactly what can absolutely transform this world into a place that is a place that works for everyone. So let us pray. Oh, in this vast, infinite universe, absolutely limitless, the all of creation, all that is seen, all that is invisible. God is. God is that substance. God is that first cause. God is all that is. I know that is the truth of my life, for I am of this one mind, this one power, the all that is. The mind of God flows in through and as my mind. 
And in this, infinite possibility is available to me. The law of good responds to my very impulse and creative belief. And as I know this to be the truth of my life, I know it to be the truth of each person here. Each person is that creative factor, that impulse through which the law of good responds. So I claim and affirm and I speak my word for and about each person here, that there is an openness and a willingness to allow the law of good to flow in through and as an absolutely clear mind and heart. That there is a belief that yes, the law exists and that yes, it is responding in a personal way. That in this belief, there is a willingness to plant one thought seed at a time in the direction of a mighty, mighty vision and allowing that consistent right action and the accumulation of time to blossom, to be the fruition of that intention. Infinite possibility being embraced, good and more good being expanded. The acceptance of this truth that the law of good is at work in each person's life and there is a willingness to say yes and allow it to bring to fruition each and every intention. And so with absolute faith and conviction, I release my word into the activity and action of this law of good, knowing that it responds with alacrity, that it says yes, 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 and more yes. And so with absolute conviction, Together we say, and so it is. Thank you for being here, for sharing this series. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and to make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at www.pcsl.us donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.